Tuesday, 11 April, in the year of our Lord. All right, how about I give you a little bit of hope? Here are the adults of tomorrow, the youth of today, at a K-12 wrestling tournament championship sponsored by Adidas. Ah, never thought that children cheering for a NASCAR, <laughs> if you remember the origins of the Let's Go Brandon chant, would, uh, would bring a smile to my face. But uh, I love children, and they often, almost always, bring a smile to my face. I love them in the way that you're supposed to love them, not in the sick way of the Democrats, where they like to exterminate them and have other wrong, age-inappropriate proclivities. Folks, I reported this morning, if you caught my earlier-than-usual report this morning, I woke up at 3.15, rearing to go. So we did that. I talked about and reported that Joe Biden, even though he's not running, He's actually running because he got outsmarted by Al Roker. I showed that to you yesterday. Al Roker outsmarted him and got Joe Biden to admit that he is running in 2024. He just hasn't announced it yet. But that's, again, the Republican side. We have Ron DeSantis doing the same thing under the guise of a book tour. And we looked at that over this past weekend as well. I reported that they are working on having social media influencers, actual propagandists, have a briefing room there in D.C., in the White House, I believe, to to be able to convince young voters on TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat, YouTube, and whatever else uh, they're going to reach them on. Maybe they will have, maybe even if sophisticated enough, to have Discord communities and everything uh, Twitch, whatever, they're, they're going to be uh, getting these youth. I I really don't under, understand the strategy for Democrats. I mean, I understand that there's desperate, that there are very, there's very low approval ratings even among Democrats for Joe Biden. But this one is just, uh, this was just, a, this is strange. You know, the Democrats have chosen to host their 2024 Democratic National Convention. The Myrtle Capital of America, Chicago, Illinois. A place that is a blaring example, in the face example of America and the world, of the failures of Democratic Party policies. You would think they'd be smart enough to at least have it in a I mean, there's a lot of blue places that could have had it that doesn't scream failure. The convention will be held from August 19th to 22, 2024, one month after the Republican National Convention will be held in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I may be in the area uh, July of next year, seeing that I have family in Wisconsin for the uh, RNC. We'll see. But while the Republicans chose to gather in a swing state, Democrats chose a solidly blue state that has not voted for a Republican presidential candidate since the 88 election. 
Wow. And like I said, it's just an, a blaring examples of the world. Hey, we fail. Our policies are failures. Let's highlight that at our national convention. Now, I'm sure, like when Brazil uh, and Sao Paulo, they hosted the uh, World Cup, I'm sure we're going to hear all kinds of stories of people who are subject to crime, petty theft, uh, and other things while they're visiting Chicago. Or maybe they'll have such a strong police presence to try to hide that. I don't know. But that's definitely going to be something that uh, I'm sure I'll be covering that craziness next year. Speaking of the 2024 election, President Trump is boasting his biggest lead over I'm not running. I am actually out there promoting my book, Blueprint for America. Sure sounds like presidential propaganda to me, but I digress. We have here that a survey found Trump's leading uh, Trump's lead ticking up from 55% support last week to 56 support this week. And so President Trump a plus 1 support since his indictment since his indictment was announced a week later that that was last week, right? That was last Tuesday. And now we have DeSantis declining 3 this week, 3%, from 26% to 23%. In other words, Trump has expanded his lead over DeSantis in the last week, going from a 29-point lead to a 33-point lead, his greatest lead yet in the particular survey we're looking at, the uh, morning consult poll. So DeSantis really shouldn't run. I'm not saying they shouldn't run. Look, I'm of the opinion that Ron DeSantis is a great governor, the greatest governor right now, that he should continue governing in Florida. But if he wants to run in 2024, which looks like he is doing, he's going to lose the opportunity to govern Florida and get whooped by President Trump. Seems like at this point, it's pretty obvious that he should just wait till 2028. But when it comes to power, ego, political posturing, and the whole chess game of politics, especially uh, at the presidential level, then you never know how people are going to react to that opportunity, to power, to it's everything else that comes with it. Okay, check this out. A federal judge has denied... Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes, remember her? The mousy-voiced woman who ripped off a whole bunch of investors with her doesn't-work-fake-blood technology? A federal judge has denied disgraced Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes' request to remain free on bail while she tries to appeal her conviction for wire fraud. While a court may allow for a release during an appeal, Holmes does not meet the requirements as she did not successfully present new evidence that raised a substantial question of law or facts, according to court documents filed on Monday. Although the court finds, finds Ms. Holmes is not a flight risk or a danger to the safety of the community, it is unable to find that she raised a substantial question of the law or fact that, if determined favorably on appeal, would likely result in reversal or an order for a new trial of all counts on which imprisonment has been imposed. 
If you recall, over a year ago, a jury found Holmes defrauded investors of more than $100 million in a, involving a blood testing device that did not actually work. She was subsequently convicted of three counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. She was later sentenced to 11 years in prison and three years of supervised release, to which she reacted by filing an appeal. She's pregnant with her second child and has been ordered by a federal judge to report to prison on April 27th after she has her baby. Meanwhile... A guy who ripped off a whole bunch of more people into the uh, uh, billions and billions and billions is sitting in his parents' basement because he gave money to Joe Biden and other Democrats. And he is a flight risk, having property, having a lot more money, having property in different countries. Even if you are a lefty, it's not you're not guaranteed to have justice look favorably on your side, in other words, injustice, you've got to be part of the connected class or at least give money to them. We've got Representative Russell Fry, Republican out of South Carolina, today, Tuesday, announcing legislation that aims to protect presidents and vice presidents from politically motivated prosecutions. Of course, this is all a result of Georgie Porgy Zorro puppet District Attorney Alvin Bragg in New York bringing a historic BS indictment against President Trump last month. Fry, an attorney who serves on two of the House's top investigatory investigatory panels, the Judiciary and Oversight Committees, named the bill No More Political Prosecutions Act. According to a copy of the bill, Obtained by Breitbart News, the bill would amend existing federal law to allow current and former presidents and vice presidents the option to move civil or criminal cases made against them from state court to federal court. In other words, that would make it so that they are not subject to partisan local politics. Interesting. Don't know if I agree with that. Honestly, I have to think about it. But it seems like a good move. Because then obviously you have th- you have partisan places like New York doing what they're doing to President Trump. But at the same time in the future, you could have the exact opposite, right? You could have a Democrat-controlled federal court system like we do in D.C. And they're trying to try a case against corrupt Obama or George W. Bush or Biden in the future. And I don't know some conservative part of Texas and then they move that over to some federal court uh, in, I don't know, some federal court in D.C. And then justice isn't served. So I'd have to think more about this. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Okay, I don't know if you folks are familiar with this. I haven't covered this in a while. But China has this debt trap where they... It's called the Roads and Belts Initiative. They go in and build infrastructure for countries. It's a way for China to rape, pillage, and plunder the natural resources of other countries by making them indebted to China. And they pay that uh, debt to China by allowing them to uh, take all their, uh, not all, but to pillage their natural resources. Well, we know that the Biden counterpart 
in South America right now is Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva because we know how he actually got into power beating a very popular populist conservative president, Bolsonaro. Brazil's radical socialist president, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva, went to Shanghai today and he's preparing to engage in cooperation with the Chinese Communist Party under the Belt and Road Initiative. Now, this is according to Chinese state media. There's no reason to believe that that's not really what's happening. He's expected uh, to meet with communist dictator Xi Jinping at the end of the week. While commercial interests deals to bring Chinese investment into Brazil and expand China's domination of Brazil's agricultural exports are the top of the agenda. Lula da Silva is going to sell out the country because he's a crook to China. And doing it under the guise that he's part of the peace club that China is fortifying for there to be peace in Ukraine and Russia. Hmm. Of course, he's uh, he's solidly on the uh, on the side of China and is going to sell out his country. But guess what, folks? That's what socialists do. Speaking of China selling out your country, Steve Bannon today had a hell of an introduction to his show. He had one of my uh, favorite guests that he has often. Uh, remember these, uh, he, Steve Cortez. So a Trump guy having another Trump guy on. But he played this segment from Fox News with Sean Hannity and a, a live studio audience and Mark Levin giving his opinion and pounding and saying that we can't have this awful President Biden. And then Steve Bannon says, Something very interesting. Let me play the clip for you and then break it down just in case you weren't familiar with this whole thing. I, th- I thought this was brilliant. Deserve a better leader than this and a better government than this. But this is what we put up with. It's absolutely unbelievable. That's it. I'm done. It's Tuesday, 11 April, in the year of our Lord. Wait for it. Steve Cortez, uh, brother, you know, they see the uh, Fox, the TV for stupid people. (laughs) That's not the part that I wanted to show you, but I know some of you still watch Fox. I think we could all agree that uh, watching Tucker Carlson doesn't necessarily equate to watching Fox. I'll give you a pass if that's the only show you watch. But if you're watching Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and thinking that you're getting hard-hitting conservative commentary, then then at least we should be able to laugh at Steve Bannon saying Fox News is for stupid people. Anyway, I thought that was funny. But then he goes and says this, confirming a rumor. Let me just play it, and then I'll, I'll break it down for you. They see the uh, Fox, the TV for stupid people, finally waking up after years of Murdoch not allowing this to be on his network. By the way, Murdoch, who just bailed on, Murdoch, who just bailed on his latest catch, 
60-year-old fiancé who he dumped because she had too profound and uh, demonstrable evangelical Christian leanings. That's why she got rid of her after two weeks. He was married at one time to Wendy Deng, a Chinese Communist Party intelligence asset. He was married to her for many, many years. Fox has been quiet on this, but now they woke. They're awakened. Yeah, Steve Bannon saying it that Rupert Murdoch of Fox News, his ex-wife is a Chinese asset. Now, it has long been suspected that she was a Chinese spy. But let me tell you why Steve Bannon saying this just about makes it true. If you're not familiar with Steve Bannon's background, um, investment banker, smartest guy in the room, it's like if, if I were in a room with Steve Bannon and Ted Cruz, I wouldn't say a damn thing. I would just be listening and soaking it all up in, soaking it all up, all right? Not sucking up to them, but they're the two most brilliant men in, in any room generally. What would I have to add to the conversation? I would use it as a learning moment. But he says something very interesting, that Fox has been quiet on the fact that Wendy Dang, Rupert Murdoch's uh, ex-wife, was in fact a Chinese Communist Party asset. Now, it's long been suspected that she was a Chinese spy. Uh, by the way, one of the reasons I've never been really too keen, I know some of you like dynasties. I don't like family dynasties. I don't like the Bush dynasty. So happy when, when, when uh, then-candidate Trump totally demolished low-energy Jeb and took him completely off the chessboard for the 2016 presidential nominations uh, and, and the Republican uh, primaries. That was just brilliant. Brilliant. I, one of my favorite parts of uh, political chess that I've seen in my life. Though everything Trump's done, just about, has been fascinating to me. That was the beginning of my fascination with Trump as a, as a political tactician. Now, I'm not for dynasties, including a Trump dynasty. President Trump is great. I like Eric. I like, and we're, we're going to show something about Eric. Totally nailed it here in a second. I like Don Jr. for the most part. As a Christian, I don't like really that he's really cohabitating and won't marry Gavin Newsom's ex. Though I do like uh, Kim, uh, go for what she's got to say whatever her last name is, but she is Gavin Newsom's ex. And Wendy Dang was also like one of Ivanka Trump's best friends and has long been suspected of being a Chinese spy. Now, see what happens is Steve Bannon was at Breitbart. And if you know, if you followed Breitbart or were into Breitbart back when Andrew Breitbart was alive, they had their... I mean, Andrew Breitbart and the Breitbart people knew everything that was going on. They had big government, big Hollywood, uh, big all those things. That all became Breitbart. But it was originally like they had their moles and they knew what was going on in media and the government and etc. I'm of the opinion that Andrew Breitbart was assassinated. He was uh, killed probably by, you know, intelligence, think CIA, think Bill and Hill operatives I mean he did call out uh, John uh, 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 Podesta saying what skeletons are in your closet 
So Ben is connected to knowing what's really going on in media. Fox has been trying to keep a secret that their head cheese, the big guy, <laughs> was literally sleeping with a Chinese CCP asset. You wonder why they're anti-Trump and have been for a long time, why they're in that direction for a, for a long time. They thought that President Trump was comic relief and good for ratings and were shocked to find out that he was serious. And then when he became president was the real deal and better than any conservative president we've had since Reagan and better than Reagan himself. So when Steve Bannon confirms that Fox News has been influenced by a Chinese CCP asset, first of all, I take that confirmation as accurate. And of course, that is another piece in the puzzle for us to realize what uh, Fox has been doing to undermine President Trump and the MAGA movement. Because we know that the CCP is not MAGA and none of the CCP's assets would be for MAGA. Speaking of Trump, the 2024 elections, etc., I thought this was a pretty fascinating idea. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I think this is food for thought coming from Roger Stone. This is uh, Roger Stone's uh, recent substack. With authoritative polls showing that only 37% of Democrats want Joe Biden to seek re-election, the potential candidacy of Robert F. Kennedy is both intriguing and potentially substantially impactful on the 2024 presidential race. If you recall, or if you're not aware, Robert F. Kennedy, the nephew of John F. Kennedy and the son of slain uh, Bobby Kennedy, He's a sign of the Kennedy political legacy. He has a long record of environmental activism and he supports other progressive policies. But he's been very critical of the jab and that's what he's best known for as of late. Now, the Democratic Party, of course, is going to do what they did to Bernie Sanders twice to Robert F. Kennedy. He's not going to have a chance in the primaries. But this is what Roger Stone had to say. I just find this fascinating. I just want you to hear this. I just find this a a fascinating idea. I like it when out-of-the-box ideas come about, even though I don't agree with them, they're intriguing, and I want to share this with you. This is what Roger Stone says. Just as the Democrat Party machinery did what they did to Bernie Sanders out of the Democratic presidential nomination in 2016 and again in 2020, that same party machinery now within the firm control of Barack Obama can be counted on to kneecap RFK Jr. in the Democrat nominating process. With Kennedy emerging as a leading uh, skeptic in the country and staking out an anti-globalist America first foreign policy view, those in Trump world will be wise to carefully monitor the progress of his candidacy. Just as a third of Bernie Sanders voters ended up voting for Trump in 2016, the voters garnered by Robert Kennedy could easily end up in the Trump column in November of 2024. Given America's state of peril, if RFK performs better than expected, the former president should consider the drafting of RFK as a Republican vice presidential candidate in a bipartisan unity ticket. Now, of course, the idea is not without precedent. John McCain really wanted to have Joe Lieberman, if you recall that, as his running mate in 2008, but they talked him out of the idea. 
Now, you can put your thoughts down below. I think it's a, on its face, a ludicrous idea to have a bipartisan unity ticket. But I find it fascinating that RFK may be, according to Roger Stone, who is, you know, politically more adept at these things than I am, that RFK may be a force to be reckoned with going into the 2024 Democrat primaries and may be gathering even more future Democrat voters for President Trump in 2024. That was what I got out of it. Of course, I think it'd be ridiculous to have a bipartisan ticket because, heaven forbid, something happened to Trump, we'd actually have to have that person as the president, and it's a no-go for having a Democrat there. But anyway, what do you think? Do you think uh, RFK Jr. is going to be a force to be reckoned with, or he's going to be silenced? I suspect he's going to get hardly any coverage over the next year. Part of it, part of it, because of his stance uh, on the jab, on the injection. So it'll be interesting to see. I wonder if Roger Stone's right if he will be the Bernie Sanders, the uh, the 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 mix in the Democrat primaries. Might add some excitement to an otherwise very boring primary. All right, now I want to end with this. Here's a flashback of Eric Trump, August 2022 of last year on Fox News with Jesse Waters. But but this is the system, and make no mistake, Jesse, I mean, I, I know the White House as well as anyone. I spent a lot of time there, I know the system. This did not happen without Joe Biden's explicit approval. Of the course. White House approved of this. Eric Trump, after the FBI raid at Trump's Mar-a-Lago, emphatically, and I covered this clip at the time, emphatically showing up on Jesse Waters saying the Biden team, Biden, the White House, they were behind this. They were behind this. Not only did he say that, he let us know that we would eventually find out this fact. Mark, mark my words, Jesse, it will come out. I, I love you see the press secretary out there today. We had no knowledge of this at all. Give me a break. A field office wouldn't take, you know, they, they wouldn't even think about doing this without the sign-off of the President of the United States. This is raiding one of the most famous houses on planet Earth, one of the most famous people, probably the most famous person on planet Earth. Eric Trump said, mark my words, and his words, as I reported yesterday, have been proven to be correct, thanks to America First Legal, with these uh, special access requests by Biden and the published correspondence, we have Biden and the Biden White House dead to rights that they manufactured and pushed for and instigated and coordinated and were the catalyst for the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Eric Trump was right late last year, right after it happened. All right, folks, please do me a favor, like, share, and subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, also hit the notification bell. If you're watching this on Spotify, the other place you can watch this program in video format or listening to it on one of the podcasts, please go ahead and smash the follow button or whatever equivalent button there is on the platform you're watching this. Don't forget that we have a sister YouTube channel called The BCP Report and an off-platform show called BCP Unfiltered. I dropped episode number 316 yesterday. Uh, please check it out. 
we cover the things that we can't really go into details on the, our YouTube show over there. You can catch it at therealbcp.com. That would be on Locals. You can watch it on Patreon at bcpextras.com. You can also watch it on Spotify or listen to it uh, in podcast format at bcppodcast.com. Once again, the links to everything are down below. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.